We're back. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. In the last segment, we interviewed a guy named Steve Cleary who's been working on a really incredible project called The Pilgrim's Progress. One of the things that he said that absolutely struck my heart, guys, was that uh, you know the, the generation that is supporting him uh, or that is familiar with Pilgrim's Progress is not familiar with the ways that he's getting support with Kickstarter, but the people he's trying to reach don't know the story. Right, so yeah, they don't yeah. know Pilgrim's Progress because they haven't read it, and and I know that's been true of me. I haven't finished Pilgrim's Progress. Well, you notice when he said that he looked at me because we've already <laughs> talked about this. I'm not good. At well, older and here's books. the thing: I love reading. I've always loved reading. We've joked around before about the fact that I was actually grounded from books as a kid, but mm-hmm. I have never read through <laughs> Pilgrim's Progress. And part of the reason is simply because I'm not aware of the great old books that we we could and and should, I think, be reading. Now, here's the thing. We're going to do this a little bit different uh, in this segment than we typically do, because we're, going to just, we're just going to have a roundtable discussion. And in this, we've got Jordan Shambly, uh, who, if you've listened to the program, you listen to the podcast, you uh, definitely know his voice. We're also going to be pulling in Jeremy Wiggins, our producer, uh, our bus driver over there. So, Jeremy, say hello. Hello. There we go. So, uh, so, so if you're guys, listening or driving, just picture us literally at a round table. Yeah, and well, we're just going to be discussing. How am I going to be in the round? I'm in another room. <laughs> well, that's okay. gonna, That's only because you didn't gonna, shower this morning. We're going to Photoshop you in. <laughs> that's okay. it. So, guys, here's the question that we have to we, we we have to do a little bit of groundwork first, and it has to be this: when we say old books. What do we mean by that? Do we mean something that was written in the 70s and the 80s, or do we My mean... mind goes straight to like the 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, you know, at least 100 years back, 200 years back, probably. Absolutely. Now, why do you think that is? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean, think there's a really good reason, and, and here's why. Yeah. Right. Well, they're old, but I think that there's a, an authority and an authenticity to those books because their writers are dead. But that's, Their that's story is over. So if we read, if all we read are these modern guys, and guys, we've seen this over and over again, right, where we like a Christian leader, mm-hmm. and then he falls. Yeah. yeah. Right? Or, you know, he just does something that taints all of his work. Sure. These guys, that's not going to happen because they're already dead. Right. That's that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of uh, our outline or kind of our thing when it came to the heroes in the Engaged Magazine category. It was kind Absolutely of the same true. principle. That's what we wanted to mm-hmm. try to accomplish. Yeah, and so, so here's the question. So it, when we're talking about old books – we are genuinely talking about the readers who have already you know, received their reward. They've already died, um, and, and there's so much that we can learn. But when we talk about really old books, we're talking about Martin Luther. We're talking about Pilgrim's <laughs> Progress. We're talking about John Owen. We're talking about all these guys. Let's be honest. There's a bit of a learning curve yep. with these books, is there not? There is, definitely. So, well, so, <laughs> it has to be because some of the ones that I've picked up, and it hasn't been many, is really hard, especially if it had been translated so somewhat into the, the modern day English mm-hmm. that we uh, that we use. And a now. lot of them haven't. A lot mm-hmm. of them haven't. Yeah. The, for me, because we went, we read a couple of these, and don't ask me the name of them. <laughs> we read a couple of these in school, mm-hmm. and uh, they, it was really challenging for me. Um, I already have a hard time reading and learning anyways, sure. so that made it even more challenging for me. And it really does. And here's the thing. I'm, I'm glad you're humble enough to admit that, because I know you listening, mm. uh, you may be having this same 
issue. And so when we come to these books, don't expect them to be easy reads, right? Don't expect them to be, you know, people call them the uh, the airplane paperbacks, right? Where it's just, you know, you go into the airport and you buy a book and you can basically read it on your flight. It's an easy right, read. Right. Mm-hmm. These are not those types of books. They are difficult. It, it just embrace that and, mm-hmm. and run with it. But I will say this, and this is coming from a guy that spent a, a couple of years studying Shakespeare. All right. When I first started studying Shakespeare, I hated it. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally hated it because it's a whole different language. That's one of the ones I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the thing is, when you really get into it, uh, it becomes a second language to you. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. You you begin to understand it. You read it, but you interpret it with your modern senses, with your yes. modern words. If that makes any yes. sense. Really yes. I felt the exact same way after I moved to Mississippi. Yeah, there's a lot of people that do. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes so, even a native like myself still. Has well, there, there's yeah. a lot of that. But here's the thing. There's a lot of obstacles that we need to overcome whenever we're mm-hmm. reading these old books. Uh, and I think that part of that is that the men writing these books, they lived in a different culture. Sometimes right. they lived in a different country. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're reading Martin Luther, uh, he certainly wasn't American. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're reading, you know, uh, John Calvin, he, he was not an American. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are different times, mm-hmm. there are different cultures, and we need to observe those obstacles. You know, one of the things that um, a point of application here, when I began to read, could I have, and I would say in the last three or four years, mm-hmm. I really began to read a lot more, you know, than I did. I used to read just to pass the test type thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. so I began to read a whole lot more. And a lot of that came from my desire just to want to know what God's Word says, mm-hmm. starting there, just wanting to read God's Word. But there are plenty of really, really good, uh, what do they call them, like uh, basics to understanding like the background, the history, the culture, just some fundamentals like paragraphs that just really help mm-hmm. you understand you what you get, get context to what's going on in these books. They're made, it's something made simple or whatever, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. And yeah. so those those yeah. books are very important. And you're not talking about like a whole lot of content, just some app, you know, like you said, some context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, th- uh, I think people especially would talk about uh, the Pilgrim's Progress for a bit because um, John Bunyan was not an educated man. I don't know if y'all know this, but he wasn't like this, this highbrow, you know, very just accomplished man. I think he was a tinkerer in his village. Mm-hmm. And then he, and then he, he was converted and um, started writing um, and then, you know, wrote Pilgrim's Progress. Um, and I but, think he was very reliant on the Holy oh, yeah, Spirit yeah, for yeah. that. And the, the way the Pilgrim's Progress is written is not from my experience, it's not very accessible because you don't have, you know, a, a paragraph of, of dialogue and then someone said, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's almost written like a screenplay. But um, I, I would suggest a better way to approach John Bunyan mm-hmm. specifically would be reading um, his book, Grace Abounding to the Chief of Sinners, because it's written in a way that's very, it's much more accessible. And because he wasn't like this highbrow, very educated man, um, it's it's almost everyday language. Right. Yeah. Now, and here's the thing. Whenever we're talking about the approachableness of a book, some books are very easily easy to approach. Mm-hmm. They're very easy to read. They're written to be easy to read. And some books are not. Some books, let's be honest, they're dry. Yeah. Um, and they're difficult to read. Now, Jeremy, you've got a great resource in a book called How to Read the Classics. You've read it. We've not. What What are some of the, the, the truths that you were able to draw out of that book? 
Well, the book is uh, A Christian's Guide to the Classics, and okay. it's written by uh, Dr. Leland Riken. It's a small book, uh, which is mm. kind of, you know, that's helpful, too. When you have a book on reading books, uh, <laughs> you don't want it to be a long book. But I do want to say this. The fact that there is a book about how to read these books shows you these books are not easy to read. Yeah, and you know, I had a, I had a, a, a discussion with Dr. Reich, and I actually got to talk to him uh, one-on-one. Mm. And, you know, we talked about how important it was to go back and to look at these books. And, you know, you talk about them them being from a different culture. Even though it's English, it's not English that we speak today. Right. And so that's discouraging to a lot of people. But on the other hand is, is if you look at books that are being written today – they're being written at such a low level. Well, and part of this because they're being pu- published so quickly. We have so many books today. Well, I'm not even talking about that. I mean, like, okay, if you look at look at primers from children's uh, from elementary school from when mm-hmm. America was founded in the late 1700s. Okay, look at what they're being taught today. Kids in elementary school were learning stuff that kids in high school are struggling with today. Exactly, and yeah. that's one of the disconnects that we have is is because the people who are writing these books so many years ago assumed we were smarter than we are today. Yeah. I was going to lay that out there. They <laughs> which were makes me so afraid for a hundred years from now. Yeah, yeah which is why unless we, need we can to, get in there and change the education system and well, do yeah. something about it. Yeah. But that's why we need to read these. Older, older books because parents. They, we need to. They are intentionally written. They're just assuming that you would understand what they're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Gage Magazine on American Family Radio. Well, I wanted to mention one thing on our reset here, and that's our Engage Conference concert that we got coming up. It's on March 17th. It's at Hope Church. We're going to have a great time. Engage is putting together BSAC sponsoring it, and it'll be at Hope Church. And you can find out more about the Engage concert. Go to our Facebook page. We have an event there, and you can find out more. Also, visit our website, EngageMagazine.net, so that you can find out more about some of these heroes that we talked Mm. about here on the program. And then we're going to link to some of these other things, like the book that TJ, that Jeremy just mentioned, (laughs) so that you can help uh, read and study. And uh, that's Hope Church where? What city is that in? Hope Church in Tupelo, Mississippi. Okay. So, you know what, guys? Here's the thing, though. We can talk about our books, and, and I know... I love books. I am very open about my love for books. Wesley, you're not a big reader, don't really enjoy reading. Um, But let's be honest, we live in a culture that does not appreciate literature, especially high literature, uh, but really doesn't even appreciate books. Um, I did an article for the AFA Journal back a couple months ago. And one of the things that I was talking about is how we, our, our culture has kind of forced us to stop focusing, mm-hmm. right? We live in a commercial culture where if you have to focus on something for longer than 30 seconds, then it's, it takes too long. Uh, do you know what the top of the top 10 books or top 25? Yeah, top 25 books that were sold, eight of those were coloring books. <laughs> Don't tell me that. I am not kidding you. Now, we, again, live in a culture that really does not value reading. So I want to ask you guys a question. I want to ask you this yeah. question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Uh, but here's the question. How do you find time and, and develop a discipline for reading? Well, for mm. me, uh, what I do, first of all, I find books that I'm really interested in the topic. Mm-hmm. And I also pick books in which are not necessarily you have to read from front to cover. So you can go mm-hmm. from chapter to chapter. You can kind of skip around. So that's two things. That's the way I pick books. But once I pick them, I tend to, at that, in that moment, it's kind of like a season for me. Like I get real excited. So I end up picking up four or five or six mm-hmm. and then realizing, okay, look, 
You need to finish one, mm-hmm. or at least you know read what you want to read out of one before you go to the next. So what I'll do is I'll pick those four, five, or six, and I'll stack them up. But it, uh, but I think it's really important. You know, I've developed that. I've I've I just grown a lot just reading. You know, yeah, in and, and you do. You yeah. really do grow a ton just and from reading. You grow in your communication skills. You grow in your your vocabulary. Uh, and really, just being able to uh, advance in life in general, you know, so well, reading it, it is very important. You to think, think, yep. I mean, think. that's that's one of the biggest things. What about you, Jordan? I have not read a book <laughs> in a very long time, <laughs> like from been cover to cover, partly. because of school, yeah, and just a lot of stuff. Um, but I want to get back in. Um, the, what the way I used to do it when I was uh, before college, because college made me a bad reader. I hated reading for college. <laughs> I agree, it does. It, it made me one, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I would, I mean, I would devour fiction was my thing. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would, I didn't really have to be encouraged to sit down, find time during right. the day, just whenever, and and read those books. Um, but it is a struggle for things that, you know, things like nonfiction that don't come as easy to you, you know. Yeah. So yeah. What about it, Jeremy? Well, I, as the oldest member of the team here, I have to come in and be dad for a minute here. <laughs> and I, I, well, I have discovered something as I've gotten older that I just. And you are very old. Yes. I'll just throw that out. <laughs> yes. Um, I have discovered that as a, as a parent, as a husband, and as a Christian, I still only have 24 hours mm-hmm. in a day. Mm-hmm. And so I have really had to prioritize these this, this last year and really sit and think because I've got. I really want to read, we've talked about this, The Wingfeather Saga by Andrew Peterson. Great book. Yeah, I highly, highly mm. recommend. They're not old either. No, no. <laughs> so if you're looking for good Christian uh, fiction to read, Andrew Peterson's Wingfeather Saga. But I've also got like four books that have been given to me uh, through my church and people in the church and reading them with people. And so I have to sit and I have to say, well... What's going to be beneficial hmm. to me? And that is such an important question right there. What is going to be beneficial and not just beneficial in the sense of what's going to make me money? Yeah. What's going to be beneficial in bringing me closer yeah. to Christ and in, in, in enlarging my view of God and helping me understand who God is and who I am in God? And also in, in saying that, you know, I'm reading like four books right now. And one way you can cut down on the if you if you struggle with reading old books, the best way to do it is is to get a friend who hates reading too, and read together. <laughs> do a chapter. That's what I'm doing right now. Huh. I'm reading. We're reading a chapter in a book, and then we meet. We meet mm-hmm. once a week. We go to lunch. We talk about what we read in that chapter. Not only will that help you be dedicated to actually reading the book, mm. it breaks it down so you're not trying to just sit and you know speed read from cover to cover. But it also helps you in understanding it because the person or people you're meeting with have ideas and thoughts about what the content means. And it opens up the discussion, which helps you retain more. Plus, if you know you're going to have to talk about it with somebody else, maybe you'll take notes. Maybe you'll read it closer. And you'll read it closer Hmm. than you would just sitting there by yourself skimming. You know, and I think that brings up a really important point, especially now. Here's the thing. Everybody in our roundtable today is a man. And everybody, every man at our round table is married. Um, and Jordan, you have a child on the way. Mm-hmm. The other three of us, we all have kids. One of the things that I have found, and, and I'm not perfect at this, but I have found that it is very beneficial to read out loud to my wife and mm-hmm. also to uh-huh. my children. So, you know, we talked about the Wingfeather Saga with Jeremy. Um, I, I read the Wingfeather Saga, the first book to my kids. I'm going to continue on with that, with that <laughs> saga. But my wife and I, 
we read different. We actually read nonfiction books, uh, and we read them together. And it has been incredibly beneficial, mm. not just to her soul, not just to my soul, but also to our marriage. And so let me encourage you to do that. Whatever that looks like, go find you an old, old book and read it. We're going to have links to some of these books or Amazon links on our page at engagemagazine.net slash podcast. But the most important book you can read is the Bible. Never, ever forget or neglect that. And until next week, read the Bible, share truth, and apply scripture.